Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast with a relentless and resilient thrive. It is your content creator and host, Sarah J. Gather some popcorn, rally the girls. Let's go have some fun. What is up, shameless community? Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. It is your host, content creator and favorite long distance cousin, Sarah J. I am super duper excited to get into this episode, but before we get started, I definitely want to go ahead and say this verbally to you as it is a verbal commitment to myself. I am going to push the limits and opening up more in shamelessness and vulnerability. And I have to say that because it is a commitment to myself and a commitment to you. Um, I will be honest, if you know the story about how the Shameless brand even came about, you would know that shame and vulnerability are my least two favorite um, emotions to even operate in. And so I don't like it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. But I know without those two components being fully operated in my life and in your life, we definitely can't live the life that we are destined to live. And so with that being said, let's get into this week's episode. All right, y'all. So let's get into this story time. January 1st, 2022. While in a reflective period, I had concluded that I had no direct communication or connection with my intermediate family. I was down a parent due to loss and Geographically, me and my mother were not close. Also, what I could no longer deny and or hide from was my deep desire to be in a relationship, a progressive, healthy, loving, fruitful, bay less build relationship. Um, in all transparency, I have been able to hide behind busyness, distractions, and productiveness to not meet this desire. It's always been a desire. However, you can hide behind anything and you can hide from anything. So I wanted to point that out. The other piece of that that I wanted to point out to even get us into the story time is in my mind, when there is a desire or a concern, I am a solutionist. So when I decided to actually pay attention and honor this desire to be in a relationship, my brain said, humbly download Hinge. Okay. <laughs> I am going to do my very best to make it through this episode without laughing and then crying because this is embarrassing. <clears throat> And I, I do come off as put together and I am about to fall apart at the seams in this episode for you specifically and for me, okay? So while trying to meet this desire and downloading Hinge, I met one guy that I felt like I had some form of a connection to. It wasn't anything overwhelming me like, let me, let me stop. Let me lean into this. But it was definitely like, hey, like, it's nice to have someone to talk to. So we went on a combination of three dates. Um, 
And there were plenty of red flags, but I will tell you, red flags mean nothing when the desire is blinding. So the third date is where I drew the line and I'll tell you a little bit about it. So on the third date, this particular person had just moved into their new home and they wanted me to spend Memorial Day weekend with them. As life would have it, as a traveling consultant, I happen to have been off for two weeks. I have been able to be off for two weeks. I have no manipulation to the schedule at, at all. And um, so I told him, hey, I can honor that request. Um, there's just a couple of things that I would desire that you have, i.e. coffee maker and coffee, um, wine and wine opener, <laughs> champagne and champagne flute. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy, fellas. Y'all now know the game. Boom. So this this guy tells me like, hey, yeah, I got it. <clears throat> no problem. I will say this. Um, I did stay the night. I do not recommend that if that is not something you are able to deal with and or mature enough to handle um, in regard to your emotions. But I did stay the night and I was able to set proper boundaries. So I'll go ahead and give you that that disclaimer. Um, so I arrived to his home. We start the day off with mimosas and a vegan meal that I created. He certainly most he most certainly bashed my vegan meal, but like in a negative way, talk talk junk about it, but most certainly scarfed down his plate. So your girl, your girl is like young Tabitha in the kitchen. Get at me. Okay. Um, that afternoon we went and sat by the pool, had a good old time. Your girl was rocking a nice little delicate two-piece with a little cover-up or whatever, whatever. Um, and then that evening we decided to go out. And so we get dressed, we prepare to go out and y'all know how these Gen Zers and millennials are. You get outside with your Shein shirt on and now you want a picture. You guys, <laughs> red flag. So I reckon I wasn't taking the picture quick enough and nor was I taking the picture at the angle that he desired. So this prompted him to cuss me out about it. Um, he definitely gave me some some spice and some some heat and a little bit of salsa, like Harry to bleep, 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 blah, 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 blah. And um, I would love to say at this point, I was like, yo, you tripping, your mouth slick, and I ain't dealing with it, and got went upstairs, got my things, and dipped. Your girl did not. I have failed you. I have let you down. I am flawed. So <laughs> I get in the car. In hopes of us just being able to reconcile, because like I said, this is a desire. This is something that I, I'm yearning for, this this connection. Um, so we get in the car. He hits me with the silence treatment. We make it to the um, location where we um, are going to hang out at, and he realizes that no one is there. I am not sure if he was flustered with the fact that he can't show the Saints the Shein shirt or if he wanted to show off <laughs> your girl. <laughs> Probably wasn't that though. It's probably that she and shirt. <laughs> so he proceeds to tell me like, we did everything that you wanted to do today, Sarah, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo, like, you okay? You good? I would also like to say at this moment, I opened up my phone and grabbed my handy dandy Uber app and was like, you're tripping. I'm getting out of here. I did not. I stayed. Okay. Um, the brother then proceeded to ask me to take another <laughs> asked me to take another picture. Saints, what y'all think I did? I took the picture. 
and I gave him a caption. <laughs> and he posted it. And, and, and just like I thought, he was going to get 10 likes, but we're going to move around that. So he's, well, after I took the picture, we're still in a silence treatment. He proceeds to leave. He pulls up to a location because I do not live in Columbus. He does. He pulls up to a lake location that I am unfamiliar with. At this moment, I'm feeling really bad about myself. I'm wondering, like, could I have taken that picture better? Like, could I have, like, really just listened? And, you know, running through all these thoughts. Ladies, you know what I'm saying. When when things aren't going well, we typically tend to think, is it me? Like, what could I have done more? What could I have done less? How could I have shown up better? Um, and so during this moment, I'm literally in my feelings about it. Like, in my emotions, I'm seeing things about myself that I'm not liking as life would have it. This man is beefing with me. All the boys at the yard, you know, where the, where the milkshake is at. <laughs> All the guys that it, it was bad. It was, I was just getting text messages from guys and I'm seeing myself like entertaining this. Like, I'm like, yeah, text him back. My, this dude over here acting up and his brother's like out here, just, you know, gunning for your girl. So he gets back in the car and he has food in his hand. I'm like, oh man, I wonder what he got us. We make it back to his home. Saints, this man did not even get me no food. I know you're thinking for sure this is when Sarah <laughs> got her things and left. I failed you again. <laughs> Y'all, I sat on the couch and looked stupid and watched this man enjoy a meal. I did because this is something that I want. Like, I want this. Like, I, I want this relationship. I want this connection. Um, and then I fall asleep and stay the night at his house. Mm -hmm, I did. Yep. And the next morning, I want to talk about it, right? Like, I want to understand, like, what went wrong? And this, this brother proceeded to tell me, after I've hit him with every single analogy, after I have used every scripture known to mankind that is, you know, applicable to this situation, this man looks me in my optic stem and tells me, Sarah, I am who I am and I am not changing. And if you do not like that, you can go. Saints, I know, I know you're thinking for sure this is when she leaves. I may have lost the battles, but your girl won the war. I politely got up from my seat. I put my things in my bag and I said, you're absolutely right. I will go. Since we're leveling up in season six and shame and vulnerability, it is absolutely necessary that we start to address the elephant in the room. Honestly, this elephant is so big, it has the ability to cultivate how we make decisions, good decisions, bad decisions, who we hang around, who we don't hang around, what we say, what we don't say, who we get in connection with and who we don't get in connection with. And it's, and it's not anything other than loneliness. But I would like to take it a step further and talk about immense loneliness. This is the loneliness that is deep pitted, that has the ability to change who you are as a person. This is the loneliness that will have you create a life that you will no longer desire once the loneliness subsides. And this week, y'all, I would like to talk about 
immense loneliness. So I know you were probably cringing during that story time. Trust me, y'all. I tried to record that for an hour and I was ashamed (laughs) and embarrassed (laughs) because it does not align with who I am as a person. But I figured in order to really talk about immense loneliness, what better way to talk about it than to call myself out? And so I'll be doing a lot of that throughout season six and beyond. Um, And judge me not, okay? Judge yourself, okay? Um, So in that story time, there was a bunch of things um, that were flags. And that was just date three. That wasn't date one and two. And there were flags in that. And that's just one instance with one man. That's not all the men that I met on Hinge. And you guys, I'll go ahead and say this. I have proudly deleted the app. But I will say is this, when we are in immense loneliness, we have the ability to experience a couple of things. And what we'll do is we'll talk about those. The first thing is deception. When we are lonely and we desire certain things like friendship or relationship, companionship, um, we are more likely to fall into deception than when we're not lonely. Another um, another potential that you can, can encounter throughout a season of immense lonely or seasons of immense loneliness is false relationships. Where there is limited connection, bonding takes place at the wound. Nine times out of 10, who you're bonding and connecting to is probably experiencing the same trauma as you and if not even more. So let's take that story time and let's dissect it. I am a woman that still deals with grief, um, loss, um, rejection, um, abandonment, um, shame. (laughs) Roll out the red carpet on this list, please. Um, And so for me to desire that I have to, for me to have a desire for a relationship and for me to rightly select friendships and partnerships, I have to have clear vision. And so deception can't be there. But what also happens is false relationships. We tend to take something and try to mold it into something that it's not just to say that we have it. And like I said, where there is limited connection bonding takes place at the wound and the wound could be not feeling accepted. And so you will seek validation from this person because you are trying to heal that. Only thing is, if that person is wounded in that same area, they're going to make that wound bigger. Um, Another instance that you can encounter is activities burnout. I know we've all been there before. It's literally the quintessential doing the most and it's not enough. You know, it's trying to be at everything, being every everything and everyone for everybody. And you will exhaust yourself. You will burn out. You can't properly connect and see things when you're tired. Um, so it's it's just not a good Thing. 
Another instance you may even encounter is shape-shifting. I know you've done it before because I've done it. Um, you become, you just start to basically turn into someone else to accommodate your need and that person. So even in that story time, like like I said, I was embarrassed about that to even tell you guys, but I feel like there's healing and testimonies and the truth will set us all free. Um, and so I was accommodating <clears throat> and shape-shifting to accommodate my own desire. It was nice to just be around somebody. And it, it, I mean, even if I don't feel like this person was even worthy to even be around me, it was just nice to just be around somebody. Um, and so you'll start taking on things that aren't even you. You don't even smoke weed. And now you're hitting the blunt, like, <laughs> because that's what they do. Like, you don't even smoke hookah, but you're like, it's an activity we can do together. So I'm out with Bay, and, and, you know, we have the ability to shape shift into someone else just to fulfill that desire, that need, and to accommodate the other person. Another instance that you can encounter throughout a season of immense loneliness when we're not handling it in a healthy manner is um, resurrection of old people, places, things, and habits. Um, You know, for a long time, y'all, I did not cuss at all. Like I was, I, I held myself to the steam of like, you know, you have a master's degree, you know, you, you are a linguist, you, you have a, a master's in English for crying out loud. And, um, you're an avid reader. You can, you know how to manipulate the, the dictionary, but throughout this season of immense loneliness, I've even picked that up now. I'm working on quitting cussing again, but I will say you start to pick up old habits. Um, You will, you know, you probably stop drinking throughout the whole week and you only drink on the weekends throughout a period of immense loneliness. Now you're hitting a bottle, even more, a bottle a night, you know, and, and I mean, maybe even you used to work out at the gym, but now you're just so lonely. You, you watch Netflix and stream for 10 hours because you just don't want to think about it. Um, And that list goes long. You know, I've even seen myself in a period of um, immense loneliness, resurrecting old, old relationships. I mean, relationships with men that I had that were not in in any shape, way or form. I wasn't even interested, truth be told. Um, But it was just nice to be able to cake time with somebody and be bait up or boot up. So um, you definitely begin to do those things, um, resurrecting old people, places, things, and habits. And um, ultimately, where I landed and possibly where you'll land if you dig deep enough is exhaustion of bargaining your worth up against your desire. And that's, I want to say that, and I'll, I'll say it again, like, that's the whole point of this this episode. Um, that was the whole point of me telling y'all that story. Because that story is embarrassing. It's raggedy.com, okay? But when we are in these strange seasons that honestly promote growth, truth be told, because I'm starting to see my very, fl- my very own flaws and how I show up. Um, but 
literally throughout that dating season while I was on a break from the podcast, truth be told, I saw myself bargaining and negotiating with my worth up against my desire. And I'm like, man, I desire to be in connection with a man. Like I want, I want this relationship thing. And I saw myself accommodating bad behavior, things that I don't desire, things that aren't, that I know aren't going to be progressive in this and dating myself and going into a relationship and getting into marriage and then parenting. Um, However, I knew this person and these people weren't worth anything, but it it, it was kind of like I was seesawing <clears throat> with my worth and my desire. And I, I kept trying to like balance the scale and instead of sitting it straight across because they're non-negotiables, you don't negotiate your desire with your worth. Your desire is your desire. It was put there for a reason. Your worth is your worth, right? And so I kept trying to get the desire met and I saw myself having to decrease my worth in order to make it work with the, with the men that I, that I selected. These, this was my idea. <laughs> and so I want to just point that out that in these immense lonely seasons, that's exactly what we're doing. It's literally the test of, are you willing to fold on your desire? If your desire is to have a healthy, loving, long-term, loyal relationship, being with a man who shows no character, lacking in the department of fidelity, is not honest, will not do. You know, it, it just it just won't do. If you don't want to be talked to a certain way, i.e. getting cussed out about a picture that ain't going to get no more than 10 likes, truth be told, <clears throat> being with a person who's temperamental and hot-headed will not do. But I remember sitting there like, but God, I really want this. Like I re- And I not him, this. <laughs> I want relationship. I want connection. And that's what's so blinding about loneliness is that it will, it's so blinding. It can blot out your desire and your worth. And as soon as you get it, I promise you'll look up and you'll be sitting there like, I don't even like this clown. Like this is, this is stupid. And so I really wanted to land home on that. And, um, I definitely have some tips on ways that even I'm working on working in today, like to really better myself during this season <clears throat> because I don't think this season is coming to a close just yet um, because I I know there's something I can get out of it. Um, But these are just some of the steps that I have encountered that I've had to use for myself um, to not fall into it. And so I know you're probably doing the numbers, the math ain't math, and you're probably like, okay, sis, it's July. Memorial Day weekend was just two months ago. And you were right. And what I will say is it doesn't take a year to to change your mind. A changed mind is a one-day decision and you automatically will move differently. And so on my drive home from that date, from the story time I told you guys, I remember thinking to myself, Sarah, you are worth so much more. You're worth a person that has an emotional quotient to communicate effectively with you. And if this person falls out of solution over a picture, what else will this person fall out of solution about? 
We got to start asking ourselves those questions. If this is what sends this man over, what about a disagreement about a text back? What about a disagreement about getting home late? What about a disagreement when I can't make it into town and my travel schedule's crazy? Is this about to get is about about to get crazy? Like what's about to happen? And so I remember just know I just remember driving and thinking you can no longer negotiate your worth up against your desire. Your desire is your desire. And it will be met because it was given to you. But your worth is your worth. We're not seesawing the two. Those are top tier levels. And if it's not giving in the worth department and it's not a, and it's a desire, then I can't take it. And if it's not giving in the desire department and in the worth area, then I can't take it. I it it costs if it costs me, if the price of admission is me to have my desire met and I forego my worth, I can't afford it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to that story time. I am sure it was super cringy for you to hear it as it was super cringy for me to say it. And I'm sure um, hearing all the instances that you may experience during a season of immense loneliness may have not been so exciting because it's the downside to things. But I will say that there is an upside to things. And I also will say um, if there is any relationship, whether it's romantic or um, relational on the friendship side, even maybe in the workspace or familial, and you do not like the outcomes of it, and you do not feel like your desire is being met, and you feel like you are having to balance the the worth your worth to get your desire met, and it's still not being met. At any moment, you can make the decision to exit stage left on that. And all it takes is a changed mind. You can literally change your mind on it and your actions will follow and you will start to attract what you desire. I definitely want to get that out there. All right, so what can we do about it? What can we do when we are in a season of immense loneliness? And I've ex- I've been in this season since... Um, 2019 I am just really accepting that that's what this season has been and that's because I was operating in activities burnout so I was just doing the most okay um so what can we do on it do about it step one we can definitely work in our purpose more than working in the fear of not having our desire met Meaning, what is it that you do well in your sleep, uncoached, low criticism, eyes closed? What is it? What is that? For me, it is writing and it is podcasting. And that is why I come back to it. Um, What is it for you? Uh, Because what we focus on will happen. If we're focusing on our 
like, oh man, I'll, my desire will never get met. Like, oh man, I'll, I'll never find love or I'll never have healthy relationships. Oh man, my, my family relationship will always be strained. Then it will, it will. Because I'm gonna hit y'all with a scripture. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's just truth be told. So um, work in your purpose more than you work in the fear of your desire not being met. And so what that looks like is, it's, it's four o'clock in the morning um, in Iowa and five o'clock in, in Ohio, and I'm up recording the podcast. So that's what that looks like for me. Step two is strengthen your existing relationship with self. I know we are on this self-care kick and it looks very much so like getting your nails, hair and toes done. But I'm going to be honest, that is not fun for me. I do not desire that. It is um, something that I do as a form of maintenance, but it's not something I desire. And it is not strengthening your existing relationship with yourself. When I say strengthen your existing relationship with yourself, it's find the point and the place where you felt like the desires that you've had were not being met and go from there. For me, um, I've always desired deep connection, um, strong familial bonds, and um, love. All of my passwords are love-related. I will not tell you them because you will hack me. (laughs) But they're all love-related. Everything has, since I can remember, has always been love-centered because I believe love conquers all. Now, that has been attacked multiple times throughout my life, and it has made me decrease my faith in it. But if I am being honest, that is the root of where I'm at. And so that time frame where I felt like my desires weren't being met was somewhere around the age of 10. And I work from there. Um, so strengthening that relationship with myself, recognizing what needs I have, what wants I have, and then meeting those myself. And then um, being able to say, hey, this is my least favorite emotion about myself. Um, Hey, this is a strong emotion that I like about myself. Um, The the third step would be strengthen the healthy relationships that you already have. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, my familial intermediate, intermediate relationships are non-existent. So... I have to start from the friend level and I have five really close girlfriends that I communicate with on a daily basis and I am grateful for them and I love them and I strengthen those. I work in those areas. I I take criticisms. I take feedback. I give criticisms. I give feedback. We pray together. We, we do FaceTime dates because none of them live in the same state as I do. Um, we, we read books together. We take trips together. And we, we love on each other. Most of my conversations with my girlfriends end with, you are loved. Well, one of my girlfriends says that to me all the time. And I've learned and I've taken that for her because sometimes we need to know that when no one is choosing us or when we don't feel choosen, chosen is that someone still chose us. And that we are loved and you're loved. And if you haven't heard that, I'm going to tell you, you are loved. You are needed um, here on this earth and you have a purpose to fulfill and you need to do it. And so that's going to be your step three, strengthen those existing healthy relationships. The My next layer of relationships would be my work relationships. I try to make connections at work. I have five days to do it. I land on Monday. 
I fly out on Friday between that time frame. I try to make healthy connections with the people that I work with um, in, in regards to my clients or maybe even my coworkers that I'm um, that I'm teamed up with for the week. And I try to learn a little bit more about them. I try to share a little bit more about me. I try to encourage. I try to stay encouraged. And so just strengthening the healthy relationships that you have. Um, step four, avoid comparison of others people's places things and even your own pastimes y'all I got stuck in this one so much I know if you have been following the sincerely shameless podcast you have heard me say if this if I was in Atlanta if I was in Atlanta if I was in Atlanta I fuss about that with my hair fuss about that with my nails fuss about that with men fuss about that with friends I fuss about that with food like if I was in Atlanta and I mean I truly was spoiled while being in Atlanta and I just didn't know it um so be careful to not or just avoid comparison, avoid seeing, um, you know, other, other people, I'll be honest and transparent. When Father's Day came up, I couldn't be on social media. I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I did not want to see no girl or woman happy with her living father. I didn't want to see it. I, I don't care how happy y'all are. I don't, I, I I just, I couldn't see it like, oh, we're, we have such a great relationship. So what? I don't care. I don't feel like I had that. I felt deprived. I felt shortchanged. I ain't even gonna like your picture. So instead of me even being nasty and negative towards, I just couldn't even do it. I couldn't even be on social media um, during that time frame because I knew I would find myself in comparison. And once I found myself in comparison, then I would start to think less about the blessings that I've experienced in my life. And so be very careful to to not compare. Um, avoid comparison, comparing what other people have that you may desire. Um, avoid comparing what you have in the past. It's very easy to say, man, when I was with so-and-so, things was great. Yeah, of course, because now you're not with that person. But when when you really think about it, y'all had five good great time, five great times and 30 bad times. So just be careful to um to not compare and and I would say at all costs, avoid it. Um, step five would be validate your choice in loneliness. In loneliness, why are you choosing to be lonely? And I'll go ahead and help you with that answer. You're choosing to be lonely because you're not negotiating your worth and your desire. Um, if if you are still lonely and you have a desire to be in connection and communication with friendships, family, and um, relationally and the friendship, family, and relationships that have come your way make you negotiate your worth. You are choosing to not get into it with them in connection because it makes you have to lessen your worth. And so validate that. You know, um, I I love seeing, uh, I can do bad all by myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You do not have to yoke up with another human being to be bad or to do bad. So just validate that. Remember, like, hey, I am choosing to continue to walk in this lonely season because what is being offered is not acceptable, though I desire it. Um, The next step would be, or the next point would be, um, and I think it's point six, would be acceptance. This is literally my favorite place and 
I feel like the acceptance piece is so big in wholeness. Like get into acceptance early and often, you know, Um, and it's not that it is what it is, but it's literally the I am I am accepting that if this season requires me to be lonely in order for me to have my desire met without having to decrease my worth, then that is what I will do. I will strengthen my existing relationship with myself. I will strengthen the existing relationships, um, healthy relationships that I have with others. I will not walk in comparison. You have to get into acceptance about that because until you don't, or like until you do, you will constantly find yourself dating, getting into relationship, getting into friendship, dealing with family members who are not going to fulfill that desire. They are going to take your lunch money every single time. Okay. Um, Step number seven or point number seven would be choose you every single day. I have a um, big issue with um, being chosen because oftentimes we may experience that people may not choose us. They may choose our gift. They may choose the, the fun side of us. They may choose the comedic side. They may choose the party side, but oftentimes we forget that we have to choose ourselves. Um, this one is really tough because so many people will not really even select you. And, um, it can be tough on your esteem. You, you can convince yourself that because other people aren't choosing you that you're not worth being chosen and that's not true it's you may not you're not for everybody um I had to come to that conclusion quick like I am not everybody's cup of um tea but I am somebody's strong cup of coffee for sure and the people that I'm going to be connected to and the people that I am connected to these are dime in a dozen type of people and that may be your case and so You've got to choose you every single day. You've got to say 45 people overlooked me and today I'm deciding to not overlook myself. Um, 30 guys walked past me and none of them was like, oh, sis, I see you look cute. You still have to walk in like I, I showed up the best of my ability today and I choose me every single day. And that is hard. Um to choose you every single day, especially when we have these desires and we can kind of reduce ourselves a bit to, to get chosen. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing to do, but don't, don't believe the hype. Um, you are worth it and you just got to choose yourself every single day. Point number eight or step number eight, and you can do this in any which order. I know I am working on these every single day. It is in my notes on my phone and it is take inventory for now. Here's there and there's quickly becoming here. I can't count on hand how many times my girlfriends who are married and or with children just wish they can pee in silence. Guess what I get to do in a season of immense loneliness? I get to do everything in silence. <laughs> so you have to take inventory of now because. While we're working um, here trying to get to there, once we get there, we have a new, we have a new, that's now here. So you have to take inventory of now. You have to be able to say, hey, I have the luxury to come into my house and everything is where it is exactly where I left it. 
That is a luxury in a singleness state. It is not a luxury in a relational state. Those chips that you left on the counter are there because you left them there. You can rent at a Dollar Tree and come back home and they are gone. And you already know how it works. You had your mouth set on them. And I don't know if you've experienced that when your taste buds is ready like, Dad, I'm about to get home. About to bust down that cheesecake. It's going down. I'm going to get me a cold cup of water. I'm going to sit down and cut on Netflix. I'm going to kick it for like 30 minutes. You get home, gone. What water? What cheesecake? Netflix password deleted. You don't have that luxury anymore. So I definitely want to encourage us both, all of us, to take inventory of now. Take inventory of now and see that it's good. This this is a good season. And I know we have desires that we want to meet and that will be met. But take an inventory of now in a singleness season and an immense loneliness season. Guess what you're not doing? You're not arguing with nobody but yourself. And if you talk nice to yourself, it's not intense. You're not battling what we're going to eat. What do you want to eat? You, you're just going to select something. So definitely take inventory of um, now. Let's see. So please know immense loneliness is not a curse. It can be a pivotal place for change. And it could be exactly the change that you are looking for. And so we talk about leveling up in this season six. I want to take y'all with me. We're going up. Um, it's going to take an extreme dose of shamelessness and vulnerability and openness. And we aren't judging. Remember, the shameless, shameless. Thank you so much for tuning into another Sincerely Shameless episode on the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where we unpack shame through vulnerability. It takes courage, resiliency, and effort. I truly hope you get the opportunity to share this episode with a friend who shares it with another friend who shares it with another friend as we all collectively come together to become the better version of ourselves. If you haven't already had the opportunity, be sure to head over to www.theshamelessbrand.me for blog updates. We can also stay in constant communication through Instagram, and that is at she is so shameless with two O's and underscore at the end. I really look forward to chatting with you next week. You are loved, and we got this.